Please remain risen and receive these words from the gospel according to Luke, the 24th chapter, verses 13 to 16 and 28 to 35. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Receive what the Spirit is saying. Thanks be to God. I invite you now, together with all of us in this place, to pray together. Gracious God, for the great gift of your presence with us, for the promise of your love and your grace, and for the hope into which you call us, we give you thanks. May the words of my mouth in this moment, the meditation of my heart and all of our hearts join together, may we be acceptable to you. For you, O God, are our strength and redeemer. Amen. Over 20 years ago, a dear and wise colleague of mine said, hope is not hope until it is crucified. Until then, she said, it's only wishful thinking. This says something very profound about Christian hope. In our first reading today, we heard Paul pray for us, for the disciples of Jesus, that God may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know God, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which you have been called. We hope for all sorts of things in life. But Christian hope has a distinct shape and content. And that is the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus the Christ. The Easter promise is not only a promise of new life in this world and the next, it is an affirmation of all that Jesus embodied and taught. Christ crucified and risen is the hope 
to which we have been called. And it is boiled down to something like this. The hope to which we are called is that hope is that goodness is stronger than evil. That death does not have the last word. That human life has eternal value and dignity and meaning. And that love has the power to save someone's life. That hope is Christian hope. And it is not just a nice idea. It is embodied in Jesus, made real in flesh and blood, so that we see that our hope is not just wishful thinking. And we together are called to be the body of Christ, to be Christ to and with one another. We are called to embody this hope. Today in our gospel story, weary and wounded travelers meet a stranger on their journey toward Emmaus, and they allow their hearts to be open just enough to unknowingly welcome the risen Christ into their conversation and into their home. And Jesus joins them for supper. And when he blesses and breaks and shares the bread, they know. Their eyes are metaphorically opened to perceive the hope that was with them all along their journey. They were graced to know the hope to which God called them, the hope in Jesus, that new life, resurrection life, was possible. In a world where there is so much despair and cynicism and suffering, one of the most powerful things that you and I can do is to do the same, to welcome the living Christ into our lives and to hope in the new life that that brings. That might, in our lives, like, look simply like getting through another day, trusting that things won't always be this hard. Sometimes that might look like forgiving someone, maybe forgiving yourself. It might look like working on a campaign you believe in or organizing for change. It might look like giving at least your surplus so that others might have what they need. It might mean doing the kind thing or the loving thing or the sacrificial thing, the brave thing, the beautiful thing, the creative thing, even knowing that these things might be disregarded or not make any discernible difference, but trusting that by being led and following the hope that is within you, that it might mean life for others, that your life might be a sign of hope in flesh. 
When we welcome Christ into our lives and embody hope, we aren't the only ones who benefit. We become signs of hope for others. On this World Communion Sunday, we celebrate the presence of Christ and the revelation of hope embodied by churches around the world in places that we don't even know exist. There are people gathering around this table to share this food or some version of it on today. It always kind of amazes me when I really stop to think about that, the body of Christ wrapped around the world. And we as Foundry Church are part of that body of Christ And how we uniquely embody the hope to which we have been called is so very important. The travelers on the road to Emmaus lived in a moment in history when all hope seemed lost. Jesus was dead. And along with him, the movement that promised liberation and justice for the poor and the the downtrodden and a new way of life and life together for all people. And you and I live in a time in which the future seems bleak, a time where a future with hope will seem to many like folly. But we're reminded today that Jesus is not dead, but alive and journeying with each one of us. Jesus is alive and at work through spirit here in this congregation and in congregations all over the world. And today we gather at God's table with God's people everywhere, a sign and a foretaste of a future with hope when all will feast at the heavenly banquet in love and justice and joy, a future when all things and peoples will be reconciled and made new. This hope is what we embody through our mission and our ministry as Foundry Church. This hope is what we proclaim. This hope is what we offer Washington, D.C. and the world. This hope is what we support through our gifts. This is the hope to which we have been called. This is the hope that the world longs for. This is the hope that God gives us grace to embody and share. What a good and generous God. And for that, I say thanks. Thanks be to God.